So dear brothers and sisters, it has been great to be with you all uh, this weekend for this uh, treat, retreat, this first-of-a-kind retreat for us here in Holy Family. Actually, if I'm honest, first-of-a-kind retreat for me too. So, uh, and what I love about these kind of things is I love when we see good things happen that aren't the fruit of mere human thought. It's not like we sat down at the beginning of the year and decided, you know, how will we fill this place? What kind of, what do we have to offer to fill this place? Um, we had our, our first uh, Medjugorje style retreat, our first Queen of Peace retreat, and this theme of healing just kept coming up. This, this theme of healing of memories, this, he, this theme of kind of how to heal our relationship with the Lord just kept coming up. And so it just kind of grew organically that this would be a good idea. It would be a good idea to offer a retreat based on, on healing and healing our relationship and healing our interior life. So, you know, God's idea, not ours. Love it. I just love these things. It's just, you know, it's just, it's just great when you can see him at work and just let him do his thing. Uh, absolutely fantastic. So it's been great to, to, to be with you and, uh, and have you here for this weekend. Have you ever noticed uh, in yourself, probably not, but in other people, habits that they don't know they have? Um, if you're married, you definitely know all of the habits of your dear husband or your dear wife. All of the maybe somewhat more annoying habits as well. People who, who when, they, when, they, when they, my brother lived uh, with uh, a guy from Nigeria and a guy from China while living in Scotland with a Scot as well. So basically it was just this multicultural explosion in his house. And um, the, the cultural differences, which may be normal in, in, in someone else's culture, just became really apparent. Like for the Chinese, when they would um, drink their soup, slurping is a sign that you're enjoying your food. So you, thou shalt slurp, all right? So you're sitting at the table. <laughs> you know, and like, it's, it, yeah, the first day, it's maybe amusing. The second day, it's starting to get irritating. By the third day, would you just, I'll give you a straw, you know, would you just drink the thing? Not, uh, not drown it. Um, and then the, the, the Nigerian, like, they're generally very kind of confident and very vocal when they are speaking, whereas the Chinese be very reserved. So it just, it, it, these little kind of cultural habits were just, he said, hilarious to watch, you know, the, the, the whole dynamic of it. Or uh, like I had this uh, seminarian in, in our community who, when he was concentrating, would roll his tongue. No idea he was doing it. But he'd be like, <laughs> do you realize that as a 24-year-old, you're actually sticking out your tongue as you're thinking? <laughs> It's, you know, but like, you don't want to kind of embarrass a person by pointing it out. Or like, I mean, someone else told me a story recently of uh, someone in the village, and uh, this was, I think, common enough in Ireland back in the day, where there would always be this one fella who just really never washed, <laughs> right? And everyone, everyone would know, and everyone would be at times painfully aware of this particular scenario. Maybe, you know, during a funeral when you're in the same row as him, and like, it's just really obvious to hear, oh... Here comes Benny, <laughs> slide over, <laughs> just give Benny a little a bit of a wide berth. And yet, like, everyone in the parish would know, but would someone maybe tell him, Benny, how, how do you say it, like, Benny, any chance you could just, you know, give yourself an old run under a bit of a, bit of a shower there, or, you know. I, it, so at times we pick up these habits that just become natural, kind of just a reflex for us. Uh, this in, as regards ordinary things, as regards how we live our lives, as regards uh, how we eat, where we sit, how we drive, whatever it may be. But we also pick up habits in, in relationships. We also pick up habits as regards our, our relationship with God. That the way we, we pray, the way we react to, to adversity, the way we react to suffering, 
these things can, can become habits. And not all habits are good habits. So we, we may have the habit like of, you know, you wake up in the morning and your, your, your reaction to the morning bell is, to the morning alarm is, oh no, oh no, not another day. Not, not, like, this is going to be so hard. Everything today is going to be a disaster. Everything today is going to be hard. Everything today is going to be adversity and problems and, so, and just, like, one issue after the next to be solved. <sighs> and you start your day in a hole. You start your day in this kind of negative, dark place. And I spend the rest of the day maybe trying to pull yourself out of it. Because you, you start it so, so kind of deep in mud and problems. Or when, when, when we do experience some sort of adversity, when we do experience some sort of failure, our reaction can be, our, our, kind of our reflex can be, see, I knew it, I knew it, I knew this day was going to be bad, I knew it, it's Wednesday, Wednesdays are always bad, right? Because last Wednesday, this happened and it was awful, and the Wednesday before that, something else, so every Wednesday is going to be awful. And you start to condition yourself into expecting Expecting adversity and expecting things to go wrong and expecting problems and expecting pain. And it's, 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 it's almost like a reflex. It's, it's, a, it's a habit where I just expect crosses. I expect negativity. And what happens, well, generally, if I heard about like a self-fulfilling prophecy, if I'm, if I'm scanning today right, for problems, I will find problems. If I'm expecting things to go wrong, if I'm expecting things to fail, and uh, invariably they, they probably will, because I'm, I'm already expecting it. I'm bracing myself for it, I'm scanning for it, and if I'm scanning for it and waiting for it, it's probably going to happen. Okay. What is a virtue? A virtue is a firm disposition in doing the good. That's how it's defined in the Catechism. A firm disposition in doing the good. In slightly less catechetical terms, that's a good habit, right? Something good that I do on a regular basis. So I, I choose to be maybe prudent or I choose to be patient on a regular basis. Then I can say I have the virtue of prudence or of patience or whatever it may be. So forming good habits isn't just a kind of a, you know, a nice idea for, for a New Year's resolution. But forming good habits is forming virtue. It's, it's living a, a virtuous life, right? adapting good habits. And in the same way that we can pick up negative habits very, very easily, we can choose to pick up good habits. We can choose, when the alarm goes off in the morning, to say, Lord, thank you for another day. And I start my day with prayer, not because today is going to be all dark and negative and heavy and I'm going to need you, but today is going to be a gift. Today is a gift. Today I get to serve you. Today I get to love you. Today I get to, today I get, maybe depending on our job, maybe today I get to do something amazing. Maybe today I actually get to, to help a person see their own beauty or experience healing or see how, how lovable they are or see how worthy they are. Today maybe I get to do something to make someone feel special. You don't have to be a priest or religious to do any of this. This is just every day we have the chance to, to love people and to make them feel loved and to, know that, to make them know that they're loved to help them to know that they're loved. So I, I can start my day with that attitude of, of today is a gift. Today is a gift. Uh, and everything I do today can be a gift that I give back to God. And what a, what, a, what a difference it is, as opposed to bracing ourselves for the problems, as opposed to bracing ourselves for the, for the pushback. What if we're expecting 
opportunities to serve? What if we're expecting opportunities uh, to give? So rather than seeing everything as another disaster, as another problem, as another uh, difficulty, these, Lord, are my opportunities to grow in virtue. These are my opportunities to grow in grace. These are my opportunities to serve you. And this is a ha- it's a habit. It's a habit. I know that by, by, nature, by nature, I would be probably quite analytical, if not critical. And uh, this was something that... that it came up while in seminary. You know what I mean, I, I, I would have been very much a person who would have started the day listing, listing all that needed to be done and how difficult all those things were going to be and how annoying they were going to be and how challenging and how little time there was going to be to get any of this done anyway. So it was pointed out to me and I you know, discovered this kind of thing, I suppose, like with, uh, with the Lord as well and that I needed to change that attitude that I can't start my day in a hole and expect the day to pull me out. But I want to start the day with the Lord. And whatever happens then, I'm walking with him. I'm walking with him. And even like when we think of the, like the four cardinal virtues, again, a, a virtue being what? A firm disposition in doing the good, choosing the good. So the first cardinal virtue is prudence. So what exactly should I do? How exactly should I react in this situation? How, what exactly should I say? How should I behave? You know, how, how to act prudently. Uh, in, 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 in German, they have this expression, which I uh, don't like at all. Uh, it's die Wahrheit darf man sagen. Which means, you can always tell the truth. Wrong. <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> right? Prudence comes first. Jenny, you're after winter and well, huh? You went a bit heavy on the pudding over the, over the winter, didn't you? It may be true. You can't say it. <laughs> you fall into that trap, haven't you? Yes, you have. Yes, you have. Just, just because it's true doesn't mean you can say it. Okay? Prudence first. Prudence first. Prudence first. Is this a prudent thing to say? Just because it's true doesn't mean you can say it. Uh, then, so once we've kind of discerned prudently what it is that we should do, uh, the next cardinal virtue is justice. So always giving God his due. Giving God what he is due. Giving God what he deserves. Okay? Uh, so if I prudently understand that this is my job or this is the person I should marry or whatever it is, that shouldn't be so absorbing that I have no time left for God. That shouldn't completely take all of my free time, my mental... my. my, my it shouldn't take so much from me that I have nothing left to give to God. Then temperance. You think of like, so we apply this, these, these virtues to marriage, you know, prudent who, prudence, who I should marry. Justice, still, having, still, still knowing that, that God is above even the person I marry. That, that the first love in my life must be God. But then you have temperance. Temperance, holding on when it's hard. Not giving up. Holding on when it's hard pushing on through the adversities and the, 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 the kickbacks and the failures and the, our own uh, weakness and then the weakness of others, our own sins and the sins of others. You know, holding on in relationships or holding on in whatever the circumstances may be, whatever fight it is that, 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 that I'm engaged in myself, to hold on, keep going, keep on fighting, don't give up. 
See how we, when we say keep on, hold on, this is a firm disposition in doing the good. It's a virtue. A firm disposition in doing the good. And then finally, temperance. Knowing how to balance these things, that, that, that nothing, that I'm able to give God what he's due, I'm able to give my family what they're due, I'm able to, to balance that with, with what I need also for myself, a bit of silence or prayer time, whatever it may be. To know how to, how to balance things. And these, these are virtues. These are something that we have to, to learn to do, learn, learn to put into practice by, by experience. So we've picked up habits, all of us have, all of us do, all of us will pick up habits. Some are good, some aren't. Today what we want to do is ask the Lord to, uh, to highlight to us maybe what habits we have that, that aren't good. What, what do we have that, what do we do that takes us away from him? Like in, in the beginning of our gospel today, it's kind of a startling line. This is something that people ask me about on a regular basis. If any man comes to me, says Jesus, without hating father, mother, wife, children, brothers, sisters, and yes, his own life too, he cannot be my disciple. Okay, very quick, quick clarification. The Lord is never asking us to actually hate people because that would be against his commandment to love. Okay, But what he's saying is these things, these people, these relationships can't come before him. Uh, like we, we've had in my religious community and even in Holy Family here, at times there are people uh, who, uh, there was one girl who wants to enter my, my religious community and become a sister and she had to actually climb out a window and come to our community in the middle of the night because her father did not want her to go at all. Now, everything has been reconciled since. You know, he's very proud of her, and he's ac- he actually passed away in the faith due to her prayer and intercession. Long story, but, but she had to choose God over her father. You know? And even in today's world, you'll meet a lot of... I, was, I, was, uh, I met the choir director in Thurless Cathedral, uh, and I, he's, he uh, directs the, the youth choir, and so I asked him, how are things going? And he said, yeah, good, good, good. Strange things happening today. And I said, why is that? And he said, one of the lads came to me. And he's, he, he comes to, to, to the choir, so to the mass on a regular basis. And he said to me, um, had an interesting conversation with my father this morning and before mass. And, and Gerard, the choir director, said, well, what was it? What happened? He said, my father said to me, you're not going to defy me by going to mass, are you? You're not going to defy me. You're not going to disobey me by going to Mass. Are you see how things have flipped? Where now it's like some of the young people want to go to Mass against the wishes of their parents. You know, it's, that's not the way it was when I was young anyway. It was the finger click from Dad pointing to the car and you moved. That was it. Uh, so sometimes, yes, we have to choose God above family members. And if that is the case, well, that's the way it has to be. Why? Love God above all things. Prudently discern that. Give God his due, justice. Hold on to that in temperance. Hold on to that in fortitude and then in temperance. Balancing all the aspects of our lives that, 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 that everyone is given what, what they deserve. So, so we ask the Lord today to highlight to us what it is that might need to change in our lives. What habits have we adopted that, that aren't good but like they may be as I say just a reflex you just start every day doing this thing you just walk to work and when you get in you, you automatically have that, that thought again oh there she is Ugh. <laughs> right. instead of Lord 
through her, help me to practice patience and help me today to be less homicidal than I was yesterday. <laughs> Amen. So, we, you know, we can grow every day. Every day. Every day is an opportunity. So may the Lord highlight to us and show us where we can grow in love for each other and in love for him. Amen.